Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, presented by Living Stream Ministry. These life studies explore every book in the Bible from the perspective of the believer's enjoyment and experience of God's divine life in Christ through the Holy Spirit. These messages unveil how the scriptures can be living and more than mere doctrine to man. Today, we bring you recorded excerpts of Witness Lee's original speaking, along with some of our own comments and thoughts. If you have questions, please send email to radio at lsm.org. Now, let's join today's program. The book of 2 Corinthians has a wonderful conclusion. Paul, after unveiling so many aspects of his own living and his own experience of Christ in this book, concludes with this threefold blessing, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. But this is not a blessing given in merely a religious way. It's a blessing that brings us into the very triune God that Paul himself experienced, enjoyed, and even lived out in his daily life. Grace, love, and fellowship were his portion and daily enjoyment of the very triune God. May we have them as such a portion as well. Ron Kangas has joined us for our final fellowship in the life study of Second Corinthians. Very happy you would be here today, Ron. I'm happy to fellowship on this marvelous verse. And as you were giving the introduction, I could not help but recall uh, two ways this verse is often used. First, only a lawfully ordained person is allowed to dismiss and thereby conclude a formal service by saying these words, because this is some kind of formal, so-called apostolic benediction. Then the other common use is as a text for theology, and that, of course, is by no means mistaken. We must base our theology on the Scriptures. But if the emphasis is on making a theology out of what is actually a blessing can cause us to miss the very point of the verse. Paul was not functioning as a pastor giving a benediction, neither was he a systematic theologian uh, discoursing on the divine trinity. Rather, he was blessing the church in Corinth with the triune God. This is the focal point of our fellowship in this broadcast. We fully embrace and seek to articulate the truth in the verse. That, that is foundational. But the truth is revealed not for theological speculation, but for our spiritual experience and enjoyment. And this is the emphasis in Second Corinthians. And as we will see, this is clearly the emphasis and Brother Lee's ministry right. on this verse, a classic verse revealing the divine trinity in the divine dispensing as our blessing for our experience and enjoyment leading to the building up of the body of Christ. 
to uh, reduce this simply to uh, either of the former uses that you described is really to do it an honest disservice because, uh, as we've seen again and again in this uh, life study of Second Corinthians, this is a this is a book full of Paul's experiences, testimony, windows into his living and how he lived out Christ. There's really very little, if any, theology in this book at all, and it it wouldn't fit if uh, he would just kind of stick on this sort of theological conclusion. This is right in line with what we've seen page after page, verse after verse, chapter after chapter in this book, bringing us to Christ, isn't it? Good point. We may say there's theology woven into the book, but it's not a book of theology. It is an experiential theology from beginning to end. Certainly it would be anomalous for Paul at the end to lapse into giving a formal benediction. Yeah. Or it would be anomalous for him to just make an abstract theological statement. He is actually summing up his ministry in the whole book, ministering the processed and consummated triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, into the believers for their benefit and for their blessing. This, we plead, must be our focus, because this, we assert, is Paul's focus. Mm. Well, let's get to Witness Lee's portion, then we'll return, Ron, for a few minutes of uh, more fellowship. This book, among the 66 books of the Bible, has a unique conclusion. And this conclusion is a blessing. A blessing of the attributes of the triune God. The first attribute is the grace, and the second is the love, and the third is the fellowship. The grace, the love, and the fellowship. You just consider these three things, sure you could see the love being of the Father is the source. And the grace is the flow of love, the expression of love. Then the fellowship. The fellowship is just the communication the transportation, the transmission. Love is the source. Grace is the flow. Fellowship is just the transmission of the flow with the source. All the three, love, grace, and fellowship, will be our enjoyment. And we participate in these Three one attributes. Here it mentions the grace of Christ first, because we all know this book is a unique book stressing grace. In chapter one, Paul says, We behave ourselves on this earth not by man's wisdom, but by God's grace. And then, for the giving to the needy saints, Paul says, that is a matter of grace. And even the Lord Jesus, his incarnation, for him to become poor from his riches, and that was also by grace. Then especially, the very top famous verse, twelve nine: my grace is sufficient for you. In this book, the very grace is just the triangle. 
embodied in the sun and uh, transmitted into our being for our enjoyment through the spirit. This is the enjoyment of the entire triangle. Hallelujah. Ron, there's a lot uh, we could touch here. There's so many things incorporated into this verse, but one that struck me uh, that somewhat underscores what we were talking about uh, just before we listened to Witness Lee's portion, and that is that uh, Paul has somewhat rearranged the traditional order of the three of the Godhead here. Certainly this is it doesn't appear to be a theological statement as much as one that confirms the focus of the book, which is really along the experiential side as we were talking. This surely is the case. Let's take... Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, mm-hmm. as the the usual order, and that verse, as we all know, was spoken by the resurrected Christ Himself. He charged us to disciple the nations, baptizing them into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Now, Paul, in transmitting the Triune God as a blessing, does not follow this order. Rather, he speaks of the grace of Christ, then the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. This is fully in keeping with the heart and emphasis of this book, which are on the grace of the Lord. Second Corinthians is a book of grace from beginning to end. Right. It's about grace. We know in chapter 12, Paul echoed the Lord's word to him. My grace is sufficient for you. In chapter 1, he could testify that he and his co-workers did not live according to fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God. So there is a flow of grace all the way through the book. It should not be a surprise, therefore, at the end, for Paul, in his last word, to speak of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. This reminds us of a word toward the middle of the book. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor, that we through his poverty might be made rich. Paul, at the end, now blesses us with the triune God, But he does not follow a doctrinal order or even the order in the Godhead itself. But he, having spoken of the grace of Christ, first speaks of the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, then of the source of grace, which is the love of God, and finally of the transmission of grace, which is the fellowship of the Spirit. Paul, all the way through this epistle, has been enjoying and ministering the grace of Christ. Of course, he knew by revelation, by scripture, by experience, that the one true and living God is triune, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, all of whom are God, all of whom are eternal, and all of whom exist at the same time. Paul knew such a God. He knew that the three of the Godhead are inseparable, although distinct. 
So when Paul is about to bless us, he blesses us not only with the grace of Christ, but also with the source of the grace of Christ, the love of God, and the transmission of the grace of Christ, the fellowship of the Spirit. The heart in 1314 is the grace of Christ. The source of the grace is love, that is of the Father. The transmission of the grace is of the Spirit, and that is the fellowship. Even the word fellowship indicates the grace and the love are for our mutual participation, experience, and enjoyment. Right. What a lovely conclusion to a lovely book on the grace of Christ. Amen to that. In this coming portion, we come to part of this verse that requires some of the, the exercise of our understanding because there is no doubt that the matter of the Trinity is before us here and Witnessly used this opportunity to make a very, very important point concerning our understanding of the Trinity. So let's go back to him for that. The grace of the Lord is the Lord himself. The love of God is God himself. And the fellowship of the Spirit is the Spirit himself. These are not three separate matters, but three aspects of one thing. Just as the Lord God and the Holy Spirit are not three separate gods, but three hypostases of the one same undivided and indivisible God. You have a word here which needs much explanation. Hypostasis. This word means what? Supports or supporting under, or supporting beneath. If you go to the big Webster's, it gives many meanings. And the last meaning it would give you is three persons. Actually, this is a kind of interpretation. It doesn't mean persons. It means the Father, the Son, and the Spirit are the supporting substances of the Godhead. In other words, if you take this three away, the Godhead loses its supporting substances. But later on, the theologians understood in a way that these three hypostases are the three persons of the Godhead. So you could see, to use the word person, persons, is not so safe. We can temporarily borrow it. Like uh, Griffith Thomas says, you can use this kind of a, a word, but uh, don't press it. If you press it, you will press it into tricism. Three persons, eventually three gods. We don't have three gods, do you? No. We have only one God. Amen. Right. And his Godhead is three. One. Not only three, but one. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit. The apostle used all the divine and precious things in one sentence to conclude his lovely and dear epistle.
Ron, uh, a difficult Greek word here, hypostasis or hypostases, and uh, uh, the comparison of this word with what is commonly used today to describe the three of the Godhead, the persons of the Godhead, uh, in a short time. Sort through this for us. This segment of the message should indicate to thoughtful listeners that Witness Lee knows his theology, and we know our theology, biblical and historical, we're aware of the need to use terms to uphold the distinctions among the three. We're also concerned that we not press the word person so far that we end up with a de facto tritheism. We need to utter as best we can the truth that there is one true and living God, yet in the very essence and as the supporting substance Of this one true and living God, there are the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. All three are God. All three are eternal. All three exist at the same time. All three are distinct, yet they are inseparable. And together, they are the very supporting substance of the Godhead. The Godhead consists of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. We rejoice to study and articulate the truth, and upon the truth that we study and articulate, we base soundly our experience of the grace of Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Well, this uh, brings us to the final segment of this life study of Second Corinthians, and it couldn't end, I think, in a more perfect way. It affirms the truth that we just talked about, but it really brings us again back to the focus of Paul's word and the ministry that we've been blessed with in these several weeks we've been going through this life study. And that is that for all of its wonder and majesty and mystery, really the triune God is for our experience and our enjoyment. And it's interesting, Ron, because it uh, shows us a kind of a parallel passage in the Old Testament a threefold blessing spoken in Numbers chapter 6 that Witness Lee will contrast and compare in this final portion. In chapter 6, verse 24, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord will make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And here is Witness Lee's comparison and contrast of the threefold blessing from Numbers with that of Second Corinthians thirteen fourteen. In the Old Testament, you also have a threefold blessing. Chapter six of Numbers was the blessing by the Levitical priesthood. The high priest had to bless God's people with that threefold blessing. In that threefold blessing, you also can see. The uh, Trinity there. The firstfold is of the Father. The Lord bless thee. Then the secondfold. The Lord makes his face shine upon thee. Shining out now. And be gracious to you. This is the Son. Then thirdly, the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This means God reaches you. This is the blessing of the Spirit. Well, 
All the Levitical priests, they treasure this blessing. But now, if you compare this blessing with our blessing, no comparison. No comparison. My, the love of God, the grace of Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. How could that threefold blessing in Numbers 6 be compared with our blessing here? There, it was merely some blessing. No enjoyment. But here, it is the very God in His triune Godhead. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit. My, we have the triune God directly as our enjoyment. The triune God reaches us to be our life, to be our life supply, to be our enjoyment. And we are just participating in this triune God, enjoying Him all day long. I said, this is our New Testament blessing. Ron, surely a wonderful blessing here in number six, but uh, as we hear him, especially uh, the way he described it, it seems from the way he was enjoying it at the time, there really is no comparison, is there? There is a phenomenal development from number six to Second Corinthians 13. Uh, having said that, I'm thrilled with this exposition of number six. Yeah, me too. To see the triune God there in the way of blessing, that is inspiring. And then to have that contrasted with the marvelous blessing of the process and consummated triune God in Second Corinthians thirteen fourteen, it's it's just astounding. And as I was listening to to Brother Lee minister on this, I just enjoyed the simple expression: "We enjoy Him all day long." I believe, in a very real sense, uh, Brother Lee entered into Paul's spirit as he was studying and ministering from Second Corinthians, he entered into the spirit of a servant of God who enjoyed the grace of the Lord, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit all day long. And we wish this blessing upon all of our listeners that they would enjoy this wonderful triune God all day long, every day, unto eternity. Well, Ron, we began uh, wishing this blessing uh, would become the experience and reality, and you just concluded uh, the program today in the very same way. I believe this must be the Lord's confirming work. We give him all the glory. I'm reminded of the word in Psalm 84, that the Lord gives grace, he gives glory. He gives grace that we may enjoy him. Then this very grace becomes the glory of God, that we may express him. So we enjoy him as grace, and we express him as glory. Praise him, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. And that was a, a proper conclusion, or whether we would call it a benediction. We certainly got uh, the program brought full circle back to the rich enjoyment of the entire, as Witness Lee said, triune God. Thanks for your fellowship and your participation. Let's just call it praise and blessing. Amen. We end with praise to the Lord and blessing to all the beloved people of God. Well, uh, we are at the conclusion of our life study of Second Corinthians. We uh, really hope that this has been as much of a blessing and a rich portion 
with uh, the light that we've received day by day to you as it has been to us as we've uh, been privileged to work on these programs and bring you these messages each day. Well, let me give you our toll-free number quickly here and invite you to call us if you'd still like to get the printed Life Study Volumes or 2 Corinthians. Our toll-free number, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY, 888-543-3788. For Ron Kangas, I'm Chris Wilder. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee. For 21 years, Witness Lee conducted a comprehensive life study, unveiling how the Bible presents Christ coming to be life to man. These audio programs are based on those messages. But to get the full riches of the life study, we hope you'll visit our website, lifestudy.com. From there, you can read over 1,800 life study messages in their entirety or download more audio programs like this one, all free of charge. Again, the website is lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening today.